Hello, 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 and welcome to another half episode of our podcast. Here's the thing, though. My name is Saliha, and I'm your host for today, and I'm not here with my producer slash editor, Mitch Price, because we are under lockdown, and we had a COVID scare, and I also moved out, like, the day before lockdown. So I am in my apartment with barely any furniture, alone and with no podcast recording equipment. <laughs> so instead today we are going to do like a mini, mini, mini episode, which we are going to add on to a previous episode and Mitch will edit this remotely for me. And yes, my apologies for the difference in sound quality, but I'm recording off iPhone memo because... It is just not working out for us right now, is it? <laughs> uh, but before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land that I'm recording on today. I'd like to pay my respects to all First Nations people past, present and future, and acknowledge that we're recording on stolen land and that sovereignty was never ceded. Oh, I feel so lost. This is normally when I'm like, so Mitch, how's it going? But he's not here. God, it's, yeah, it's really weird just sitting in on my dining table like alone in this empty apartment but I guess on the bright side it's like there's a really nice gentle rain outside I have a little pigeon that lives in like one of my vents and I can hear him every now and then cooing which makes me feel less alone here (laughs) yeah you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little catch-up by myself since Mitch isn't here and just let you know going on in the past week it's been really really busy for me I moved out of home on Saturday it's Tuesday now the day that I'm recording so I moved out on Saturday got my keys bought my furniture like most of my furniture got everything in with the help of a couple of close friends because moving is considered an essential practice under lockdown and then on Sunday my mum and siblings were pronounced close contacts because in case you don't know Sydney is currently under lockdown because of a huge surge in COVID cases because of a Bondi cluster I think currently it's grown to maybe a hundred and I think it was 124 people yesterday and the number of exposure sites yesterday was at 257 so it's pretty fucking bleak um and I had just seen like Mitch and I had obviously just seen my family because we all moved me into my apartment together and so they're all close contacts they had to immediately test and then quarantine Mitch and I were considered casual contacts because we don't live with them and so we had to get tested and isolate as well All of us are negative, which is really great. But um, my family, because they were close contacts, it doesn't matter if you're negative or positive. You still have to quarantine for two weeks. Whereas for me as a casual contact, once I um, test negative, I just have to monitor symptoms, but I can kind of go about life as we would normally do under a lockdown, which is pretty much the same as quarantining anyway, I guess. Like the only difference is I'm allowed to go grocery shopping, I guess. But yeah, it's been really chaotic and I don't have a couch because my couch is in Bondi, like I bought it and it's in Bondi and I obviously cannot retrieve it. Um, and now I'm just couchless and my house looks so empty and sad. <laughs> but yeah, that's the full update. So now I'm at my dining table alone, but we still wanted to put out some content because it's been a really busy week news-wise and also a really relevant week, not even just because of COVID, but because of free Britney. So instead of me recording a full episode, we're going to re 
publish our old Free Britney episode, um, but I'm going to kind of build on it in this section now. It's kind of just an update because, God, a lot's fucking happened, hasn't it? Uh, For those of you who don't follow Free Britney as closely as I do, Britney finally was able to tell her side of the story in court earlier this week where she had a 30-minute speech uh, where she absolutely fucking eviscerated, like, the conservatorship and her family, and she basically confirmed everything that we had suspected. And actually, I would say it was even worse than we had suspected in some ways. So, I mean, when you guys re-listen to the Free Britney episode, if you haven't already heard it, you would see that first we kind of broke down like the conspiracy of Free Britney, which now we know is actually no longer a conspiracy. It is very much 100% a thing that is happening. Um, And then we also discussed like the politics of Free Britney and the question of bodily autonomy and feminism, because under a conservatorship, people who can have a baby don't retain the right to have a baby. So we kind of discussed how it's pretty fucked that Britney Spears and any other person under conservatorship can be prevented from pregnancy and how I think that violates bodily autonomy and how I think it's inherently ableist because there is a legitimate history of the sterilization of disabled women. There is a history of preventing, you know, undesirable quote unquote groups from reproducing as a form of eugenics and genocide. And while that's like a very intense way to compare Britney's situation, I think the politics are similar from a state perspective. Like the fact that the state can mandate that somebody with a disability can be prevented from having a child is fucked up, in my opinion. I think it's a different story if we think that they would like abuse, harm, murder, neglect the child. We can have maybe another, even then, like it's icky, but we can have another conversation about that. But with Britney in particular, as like a woman who works and like is clearly capable of some form of independency and already has two children that she loves and looks after, like it is fucked. Um, And then we kind of had a conversation about how they would even like make sure she doesn't have a baby. Like it's forced birth control. What is this? And under the conservatorship that Britney's in, I'm pretty sure there was a clause that said she can't be forced to be medicated. So we were like, can they forcefully like give her birth control? Like, I don't know what the rules are. Anyway, so now after this fucking horrific speech that Britney has given, it's honestly heartbreaking. Please do read it. We now know that she was forced to take medications. I'll read you a bit of her speech. Out of nowhere, he, being Britney's therapist, put me on lithium. He took me off my normal meds I had been on for five years. And lithium is very, very strong and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mum or dad about anything. Uh, Brittany said that she was forced to take lithium after she refused to perform a dance move for her residency. Uh, she claims that like her management told her therapist that she wasn't taking her medication because she was refusing things. And then she obviously said that was a lie. And then, yeah, they fucking forced her to take lithium according to what she's saying. And I just actually want to corroborate that a little bit because one of her former X Factor co-judges, because yes, she also did X Factor in the state with all the millions of other things she worked on, uh, claimed that she was so heavily drugged on her season of the X Factor that she would just like randomly collapse. This is Lewis Walsh. He filled in for Simon Cowell. So he like very briefly co-judged with Britney um, on the X Factor season in 2012. And he said in this like recent interview with the Irish Times that he, when he was sitting with Britney, 
she would just every few auditions just like slump over in her chair and just like collapse and they would have to stop the show and take her out because she was so fucking medicated um she was just on so many substances and then he said he felt really sorry for her because she was the biggest pop star on the planet and then just sitting there she just she just fucking wasn't there mentally and i just i that was that was before britney came out with this piece this was like maybe a week ago that he said these things And I was just like, fuck, like so much is coming out about the fact that like this is actually so much worse than I think any of us thought it was. Like we knew it was bad, but this is pretty next level. She also said that like she has an IUD in her uh, and her management, her conservatorship will not let her remove it because they don't want her to have a child. And she really wants to have a kid with her partner, Samasgari, and they are refusing to let her remove her IUD. Which I think is like, fuck, this is what we were talking about. This is exactly what we were speculating about, where we were just like, are they forcing birth control on her? Like, how the fuck do you enforce a no child order, you know? And that's how they do it. They don't let her take her birth control out because this woman is apparently capable enough to like have a career and work fucking ridiculous amounts a year and like you know do a residency and be a judge on x factor and whatever the fuck else but she can't have a baby it's just i feel so much rage for britney i really do like i just want to throw hands for britney she also said that she didn't even know she could petition to end the conservatorship until recently which is why it took her so long to do so but that she's like you know been suffering under it she's traumatized it's been demoralizing and just like Oh, just just read it. I just I want to cry for her, honestly. Uh, she also said in regards to her father, who we speculated in the previous Free Britney episode, that he was potentially abusive because of the restraining order that her kids had against him and just like other things that she has said and, you know, other quotes from Britney's friends that have come out and said that he didn't let them. I think Iggy Azalea actually recently came out and also said that Britney's father would like threaten her and stuff. But Brittany said that her dad forced her into a $60,000 a month rehab program after her Las Vegas residency was cancelled. And she said that she cried on the phone for hours and he, quote, loved every minute of it. So she said, the control he had over someone as powerful as me, uh, he loved to control his own daughter, his own her daughter, 100,000%. He loved it. Brittany said she worked seven days a week, no days off while at a rehab facility and she likened it to sex trafficking. I just like, is it not fucked that she was in a rehab facility? Like rehab, this is where she's meant to like get better. This is where she's meant to work on her mental health. Rehab is for her to like recharge and, you know, reconnect with herself and deal with the traumas that she's experiencing. And instead she was fucking working seven days a week while in rehab. I just can't. This is capitalism. This is 100%. Not just, like we said before, it was a feminist issue and a disability issue, and it is both of those things, but now it's a fucking workers' right issue as well. I just can't with this one. Like, oh, God, Britney is an exploited worker. Britney is, she is an exploited worker. Like, despite the class difference between us, I... I would die for Britney. Sorry. I've, I've become completely radicalized. I am pro-Britney 100%. I don't care that she's like a rich white celebrity because she is 100% a victim of like patriarchy, a victim of ableism and a victim of capitalism. But anyway, I guess we just wanted to update you on like the stuff that had happened because it's kind of come out now that like we talked a lot in the previous episode about like 
the conspiratorial elements of this. But even with the Instagram, Britney's come out and said, yeah, I faked like I was okay on Instagram because I didn't know how to cope with my situation and I didn't know what to do. And I'm just like, chip. Yeah, so even people on Instagram weren't like completely wrong. But yeah, that, I guess that's like the full update. But I really want to kind of bring to the attention the conversation that we have at the end of our Free Britney's Feminist Discourse episode about bodily autonomy and ableism because I think now more than ever this is very clearly becoming an autonomy issue and an ableism issue because she had mental health problems she was deemed like subhuman her rights became subhuman because she was considered to be mentally ill and i just think like we need to have a conversation about why the fuck being mentally ill is seen as a punishment like why are we punishing mentally ill people by removing their human rights how is that ever been like an acceptable way to deal with mental illness and people who need mental help i just don't it's fucked up to me it's really frustrating because i just feel like we're like oh no poor britney but like this is not just about britney this is about like every single person in a conservatorship as sad as it is to say britney spears her situation is not unique maybe her being a star is unique but data from the u.s shows us that like the number of people under conservatorships sometimes also known as guardianships is more than one million This is like a legal mechanism designed to, you know, quote unquote, help people who can't help themselves. But I don't know, man, the fact that she continued to work and also just the idea that we can even think that some people don't deserve their human rights because or or people deserve to lose their bodily autonomy uh, because of the various levels of, I guess, mental illness is unacceptable to me. Where do we draw the fucking line? over controlling another person's autonomy like how when is it ever really okay and i think we just really need to have a conversation on like how we even got to the point where we could think that somebody deserves that that like there are legal mechanisms in place to control this for another person and i know i know some people really really do need this help and i'm sure not every conservatorship is abusive and i'm sure there are many people that are happy and comfortable in conservatorships and i don't mean to derail those experiences but we absolutely need to be having a conversation of the fact that this can happen and that this does happen and that i highly fucking doubt britney is the only person being abused in a conservatorship and if it can happen to somebody as high profile and as powerful as britney Imagine all the people that fall through the cracks. Imagine all the women, especially, that fall through the cracks. I just, I don't know, man. Given the history of forced sterilization and the removal of reproductive rights from people with disabilities and the gaslighting that women with mental health struggles experience, it's just, we, there needs to be a discussion on the ethics of this in the current political landscape. Should people even have the power to control a woman's reproductive rights ever? What if she's unwell? Do we still allow that? How do we decide if a woman is sound of mind what does sound of mind mean who decides those things to what metric in what social infrastructure if a woman isn't deemed mentally sound through whatever means why does that mean she deserves to lose her bodily autonomy why is being mentally ill a fucking jail sentence that's the conversation we need to have coming out of free britney but anyway Thanks for listening to this very disorganized quarter of an episode that I've recorded on this dining table on my phone, very lonely-like, with, I'm sure, a lot of noise in the background. My apologies. It's just honestly chaotic over here. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to hop off now and you can listen to the rest of the hashtag Free Britney is Feminist Discourse episode that we're resharing. Um, and I'll chuck in some source links as well for the stuff I've just talked about. I'll send it to Mitch and get him to upload it. Okay.
Bye. We'll have a proper episode next week. Mwah, mwah. Bye, bye, bye. Here's the thing, though. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Here's the thing, though. My name is Saliha, and I'm your host for today. I'm here with my producer slash editor, Mitch Price. Hello. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the Darug and Kuringai people, who are the traditional owners of the land that we are recording on today. We'd like to pay our respects to all First Nations people, past, present, and future. We're recording on stolen land, and sovereignty was never ceded. So, Mitch, how's it going? How's your week been? Um, I'm, my week has been good, and I'm I'm doing well. It's a, it's a lovely day today, so I'm keen for some good vibes. How about you? Uh, I feel like I just got hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I my period surprised me today, so I'm dying, 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 dying. But the show must go on. So we're here, and I'm actually really keen to do today's topic. So it's fine. I can deal with it. Uh, but before we get into it today, I just wanted to bring up some follow up. Uh, Spotify, there was some <laughs> some drama on my Instagram because Spotify uh, shared the Flex Mommy episode that I was in in like their list of like recommendations for the week or whatever, which is really cool of them. Very exciting to be spotlighted. Uh, but they like misspelt my name. It was obviously like a typo. I don't think it was like, you know, somebody actively just like assuming my name was spelled a certain way because I'm brown. I think it was just a typo. But it was pretty funny because like the episode is literally about things like that and like not being taken seriously as a woman of color in the workplace and people like it just it was very it was very ironic Yeah, very ironic it was very funny um but it's fine though because they messaged me and like apologized for the situation and they adjusted the typo and it's like it's not a problem i thought i would just bring that up because i feel like a few of you guys were quite offended on my behalf which i'm very flattered by uh and i was also a little bit just like yeah what the fuck but they resolved the issue and they apologized and it's all fine it's all very fine I mean, we do appreciate it, though, because you didn't even have to do anything. Like, you weren't even aware of the uh, the issue, but it was our fans that contacted them and got it all sorted out. So, I know. Thank you. Like, I didn't so even, sweet. I didn't even know that, like, it had happened. And I honestly probably wouldn't have even noticed the typo until, like, a couple of people tagged me in it and, like, DM'd me and stuff, which is really nice of you guys. And I didn't ask um, Spotify to, like, adjust it, but they, like, DM'd me and fixed it anyway, which was nice of them. So, all around, good vibes. Nothing bad came of it. Just thought I would bring it up. And just more proof that we have the best podcast community. I know. You guys are the best. Anyway, uh, I'm going to introduce today's topic because I'm really keen to get into it. And it's going to be a fun one. And I think you guys will like it. There's no shortage of celebrity movements online. uh, But one of the most compelling and for me, probably one of the only compelling ones has to be the Free Britney movement. Yes, that one (laughs) that began around last March when she was put into a psychiatric facility, allegedly against her will, right? Uh, Fans have been campaigning to hashtag free Britney from her conservatorship, which they reckon is abusive and controlling, so she can be free to make her own decisions about her life. This has actually been a really highly requested topic for us, which I'm glad about because I've actually been secretly like obsessed with the Free Whitney movement and I am like well down the rabbit hole. I have been reading every update. I've been really into it. This episode isn't just us like scrutinizing Britney's Instagram pictures or like spiraling. Uh, I actually like have legitimate reasons for wanting to talk about this. Part of my fascination with the Britney situation is because I actually think it's far more topical and relevant than it's been given credit for. Namely, I'm interested in like conversations it's inspiring around the internet uh, about not just like conspiracy theories 
and the way we talk about celebrities, but even just like the financial subjugation and abuse of women in different classes, like the bodily autonomy of women, the relationship between bodily autonomy and ableism, the power a group of people can have over an individual. There's actually like, there's actually legitimate politics at play here. And I'm not just saying that because I want to talk about Free Britney. Like there is actually quite a lot to discuss. So buckle up because we've got a lot to talk about today. Let's get into it. We should probably get into a basic summary of what's happened so far because I imagine not all of you are across the Free Britney movement. So it all kind of started 13 years ago with Britney's infamous quote-unquote meltdown when she shaved her head. Um, And, I mean, among a few other, like, incidences that happened, I think there was a situation where she barricaded herself in a room with her kids once and, like, there were other things that she was doing when she was clearly going through some shit. Uh, which deemed her, which which people deemed her to be mentally unstable. Like she was absolutely like, it was it was like a fucking like sport for media to be just vilifying her at that stage, and everybody was just talking about how crazy Britney is, and it was just like this huge thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember the whole "Leave Britney Alone" YouTube fiasco. Like it was this was the whole thing, right, about Britney and like her mental health, uh, which actually resulted in her being put in a temporary conservatorship. Uh, I'll get into what that is in a second, but. Yeah, so she was put into a conservatorship where initially her father, James Spears, was the conservator, uh, joined by another guy called Andrew Wallet in 2009. Uh, and then eventually James Spears, Britney's father, became the sole conservator in 2019, which is kind of when this whole Free Britney movement really kicked off following uh, the other guy's resignation. It's this ongoing legal and social battle and it's been pretty fucking messy, actually. It got to the point where, like, the reason this became a thing is because Britney's conservatorship was meant to be temporary. Like I think it was meant to be for a year and it was extended to be lifelong, which is a pretty huge jump uh, in timeframes. And since then it's been like a huge, huge deal. And part of the reason that it was extended was because Britney's father argued that she had early onset dementia, uh, which the court accepted. And then she was put under a lifelong conservatorship basically. Uh, But let's get into what exactly a conservatorship is. Okay. A conservatorship is basically a legal guardianship where somebody can be the literal guardian of another adult. So kind of like a parent with their child, but like for over 18s. That legal guardian then can make both legal and personal decisions for the person in the conservatorship uh, on the basis that that person isn't well enough to make those decisions themselves. It's something that's generally used in situations like when an old person has dementia or like frequent memory lapses and they don't have the ability to take care of themselves, they need assistance. It happens to a lot of people with disabilities as well, um, usually serious disabilities in which they aren't capable of making, well, I mean, assumed aren't capable of making decisions about their own life. Uh, so with Britney Spears, I think probably everyone can agree, and I don't think it's super conspiratorial to say that her behavior was odd and worsened in the mid-2000s. Uh, she did obviously struggle in a lot of ways. She was checked into rehab and stuff like that. She was hospitalized twice blah, 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 before the temporary conservatorship was placed upon her. The real conspiracies probably didn't start till about a year ago because Britney entered into the news cycle once again uh, when she like very suddenly cancelled a Las Vegas residency that she had uh, and then not long after that was checked into a mental health facility uh, and then fans like freaked out and they thought that the move was involuntary um, and then they cited the reason for her being forced into a mental health facility was because of her father forcing her due to the whole conservatorship thing. And that really kind of brought it into the limelight because while she's been in it since like, you know, the early 2000s, this like sudden move 
kind of is what brought it to the forefront, I think, on everybody's mind. Initially, like, the Free Britney movement was a pretty fringe thing on, like, Twitter, and it was seen as, like, it was seen as very conspiratorial. It was seen as, like, crazy, rabid Britney fans, just, like, you know, typical fandom. Like, the way that people talk about, like, One Direction fans in 2010, like, it was that vibe. But it's actually gained quite a bit of legitimacy lately, uh, especially because... In 2020, so just last year in August 18, Britney's attorneys actually submitted a court filing that asked her conservatorship to be, quote-unquote, substantially changed, alleging that she, quote-unquote, strongly opposes her father as her sole conservator. There was a point during the conservatorship where her father stepped down and another woman took charge because he was really unwell and then he came back and then Britney's attorneys were like, no, we don't want him to come back and be the sole conservator. Britney's not okay with this, blah, blah, blah. And then, so Samuel D. Ingham, he is the main court-appointed attorney for Brittany. He said, We are now at a point where the conservatorship must be changed substantially in order to reflect the major changes in her current lifestyle and her stated wishes. So it's not conspiratorial to say that she doesn't want to be in the conservatorship with her father. She doesn't. I think some of the conservatorship conspiracies come from, like, what her actual mental health status is and if she's actually trapped because her lawyers claim that she is okay with being a conservatorship, she just doesn't want her father to be the one that is in full control of it, whereas her fans are like, no, she's totally trapped, she's being medicated. Like, you know, that's kind of where we're kind of – that's the difference between the facts of the situation. She does want out with her father. Her brother has said before that she wants out. It is a legitimate fact that Brittany is in a conservatorship in which the situation she she's not happy with that. She's not happy with who's in charge, but she doesn't necessarily want to ditch the conservatorship altogether as far as we're aware from a factual point of view because there's a lot of anecdotal stuff. But if we want to talk about facts, it's a different story. But I guess to get into like what the conservatorship means for Brittany and why people are concerned about her, uh, it's because of like the limitations placed on her. So for those of you who don't know, Brittany is like 39. She's like a grown-ass adult. She has two children who are, I think the oldest one is in his teens. He's like 14 or something. But under the conservatorship, Britney Spears cannot spend her own money. She has no control over her career. She can't choose her own staff or even her own lawyers, which was a really big deal not that long ago because she chose a lawyer and the court prevented her from being able to use him. So she has a court-appointed lawyer. Uh And her court-appointed lawyer, while helping her try to get her father out of the conservatorship, still maintains that she is incredibly mentally unwell. He referred to her as being comatose at times. He's not necessarily supportive of ending a conservatorship. He is just supportive of making sure that one person, her father, is not in charge of the conservatorship. So there are some politics around who her lawyer is. Uh, But she's not allowed to choose her own lawyer. She's not allowed to speak about her conservatorship to the public. Again, something that her current lawyer is challenging in court. Uh, she's not even allowed to use a mobile phone or any social media without being monitored. She's not allowed to visit anyone without approval. She's not allowed to make any decisions about the interviews she does without approval from her guardian. Uh, and there's more limits to, including the fact that she cannot leave her home or travel, drive or marry or have children without permission from her guardianship either. So she literally doesn't even have the bodily autonomy to decide to be pregnant. Uh, and there is some tea around that too, because there are reports of her like wanting to be pregnant or wanting to have a child with a current partner which she was denied by her father and because he's her legal guardian he can deny her that uh so it is pretty contentious it is pretty fucked up to be honest i am very much on the hashtag free britney train because i do believe that she deserves to have autonomy before we kind of get into the politics around what that is let's talk about what people are kind of saying about it from like the inner circle let's kind of get the facts about it because britney's mother is supportive of the Free Britney movement. She has ex- 
it's actually expressed support for the movement and she wants an independent institution in charge of Britney's money. Uh, and she's been pushing that against Britney's father because currently Britney's father is in charge of Britney's money. Uh, and her mother has kind of just been like, well, I am involved with a third party institution. Why can't you be like, we should be in the same page regarding this. Britney's brother also told media that she herself is frustrated with the conservatorship and wants out. There's actually a quote that I have from an old interview in 2008, which, I mean, a lot of free Britney fans have quoted this a million times. Uh, Britney actually likened her conservatorship to being in a prison. (laughs) Uh, Quote, she said, I have really good days and then I have bad days. Even when you go to jail, you know, there's the time when you're going to get out. But in this situation, it's never ending. It's just like Groundhog Day every day. I think it's too in control. If I wasn't under the restraints I'm under, I'd feel so liberated. When I tell them the way I feel, it's like they hear, but they're not really listening. If you do something wrong in your work, you can move on. But I'm having to pay for a long time. I never wanted to become one of those prisoner people. I always wanted to feel free. I think I've learned my lesson now and enough is enough. She said that 12 years ago and she's still under this conservatorship. Because of that, fans are really worried that Britney has been like forced into subjugation so that her father and his associates can control her assets and consequently funnel wealth into their own pockets. The claims are pretty damning in a lot of ways. It's actually an article that um, like details Britney's spending and she pays $1.1 million a year in conservatorship fees. Uh, $128,000 of that goes directly to her father. Uh, fans are alleging that his team have kept Britney in this conservatorship in order to extort her wealth. Um, Andrew Willett, the other guy that left and is now back or is going to be back as part of her conservatorship, he was also earning like a fuck ton of money from being her conservator. And he has had allegations against him by other people regarding like corrupt conservatorships. So there's like legitimately a history here. But going back to like supportive family members, Britney Spears' son, Sean Preston, uh, he actually went on like an Instagram live rant about Jamie Spears, uh, calling him like a dick and stuff like that, like obviously hates him. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. And then when fans were asking him like free Britney and stuff like that, he was like, I'm trying to. And then when fans asked him, is your mother under control and being forced into the conservatorship? He was like, I don't know. And look, I don't know means nothing. Uh, but a lot of people are like, you know, why wouldn't you just say, no, she's fine. So then on top of that, he's also liked some free Britney posts as well and seems to kind of be involved somewhat or at least monitoring the movement and engaging in it. So it's pretty spicy. Um, but what I find kind of the most interesting about her son's involvement in this is that he actually has a restraining order against James Spears. In 2019, uh, Britney Spears' kids were actually granted a temporary restraining order against Jamie Spears. Uh, apparently because of him being violent. It's all like alleged, but apparently what happened was that he, like the kids had locked, well, Sean Preston had locked himself in a room during a fight or whatever. And then like James Spears broke down the door and quote unquote laid hands upon uh, Sean. And then the police were involved and the restraining order was granted. And there's kind of just this drama around James potentially being like physically abusive, right? There's also claims that divorce attorney Mark Vincent Kaplan filed a police report to the Ventura County Sheriff's Office and he said that Brittany recognised the children were in a dangerous situation and she demonstrated the correct parental judgement by removing them from it, quote. Uh, So there is kind of drama around Jamie potentially being abusive, Brittany being aware of that and stepping in. There are also like multiple court documents where Brittany has expressed that she is afraid of her father and she also has told a court before that he has forced her to take 
medications and stuff like that. So there, like, there is a legitimate like court history of this, uh, and it's in the legal system. Funnily enough, Britney Spears' sister Jamie Lynn, you guys would know her from Zoe One Hundred and One, is actually pro the conservatorship and has sided with her father. So she seems to be the only one here who has. Uh, and then it was recently outed, like literally, I think mid last year, that since twenty eighteen. She's also been a trustee to Britney's fortune, which a lot of people are seeing as like a conflict of interest in this scenario. And like she's, you know, kind of the only family member that is like, oh, Britney is fine. There's nothing to worry about. I trust my father to take care of her. Hmm. Hmm. Again, it's one of those things where like, is it, a, is it a legitimate conflict of interest or is it just people being conspiratorial? I'm not sure. But it is sus, in my opinion, as somebody on the free Britney train. So... Yeah, there is a lot in terms of her family. I think it's weird. I just think it's weird. Uh, But there are some other notable comments I actually wanted to bring up as well, just that I've seen throughout Instagram. So Ali Sims, she's a former live-in assistant and longtime friend to Britney Spears. She said uh, at the end of last year that, quote, I was threatened by her father in 2008 to not answer the phone when she called. He basically said something would happen to me if I did. Uh, So there are like, and there's apparently like, according to, very like many unsubstantiated claims throughout many tabloids. Apparently it's a thing that he would like threaten her friends and stuff. But again, take that with a grain of salt because there's not actually real source names to it. Uh, but Courtney Love commented on Instagram recently that the Britney situation uh, nearly happened to her and that the same management and lawyers that could like control Britney tried to get her under conservatorship. And she detailed like a pretty harrowing situation where she like had PTSD and trauma and had to escape from them and move to Europe. And now she's like safe but traumatized. And there's like some fucked up stories apparently uh, about like this being like quite a predatory thing that happens to many women that are like struggling mentally in the kind of rich female celebrity zone. But I feel like those are probably all the important facts. I'll be honest, there's a lot more. There is a lot. Like we don't have time for all of it. Yeah, we could have a whole serial like series that goes on for two seasons. I'm pretty sure there's an actual podcast called Brit's Gram that like is all about investigating the Free Britney movement. I know it started off as a bit of a meme but the hosts are like legitimately involved now because one of them went to a court trial for it in the audience and thought everything was actually really sus. Like she just got into it as like, because it was funny. And now she's like, wow, I feel like something fucked up is legitimately happening here. And now she's involved. So there are like people that have been writing about this on a regular basis. And there is a lot that we could talk about with recap, but I'm only going to give you guys that much because I think that's all I have time for. Okay, so I guess kind of the biggest question that comes out of the Free Britney movement is, is it a conspiracy or is this real, right? I feel like it's often either written off as like hysterical fans uh, just being delusional and wanting to like rescue Britney and feel special. And then others are like, actually, this seems like a very legitimate abuse of conservatorship powers and we should be worried. Uh, I personally would argue that I, I don't think it's a conspiracy I think elements of it are conspiratorial and I think some people take it a bit far but I think the crux of it is like there's quite a bit of genuine and credible evidence I mean a whole fucking court case if we're honest supporting the idea that Britney is in a situation that she doesn't want to be in whether or not that situation is a conservatorship itself or her father being her sole conservatorship the point is she's unhappy in her situation and fighting a legal battle to free quote unquote part of her life up And I think that's true and real and, like, not a conspiracy. James Spears, Britney's father, actually, like, calls free Britney people conspiracy theorists. Uh, But then, funnily enough, Britney's lawyer, in a recent bid to open up the courts and stop all the secrecy, because Britney's currently gagged when it comes to the court process, said, quote, 
Far from being a conspiracy theory or a joke, as James reportedly told the media, in large, part of this scrutiny is a reasonable and even predictable result of James' aggressive use of the sealing procedure over the years to minimise the amount of meaningful information made available to the public. I find that so interesting. I find it so interesting that Britney's lawyer has like actually said in a court case that it's not unreasonable to be talking about these things and that it's not even really a conspiracy because of all those like sketchy shit that's going on. It's pretty pretty legitimate to feel some concern over this situation. Because like people really talk about Free Britney like it's hysterical. Um, I mean, I started reading about it thinking it was all like nonsense, like all the Avril Lavigne conspiracy theories about her being like a doppelganger. Although, I mean, I bet some of you believe that. <laughs> but I, look, I purposefully didn't go down that rabbit hole because everyone I know who's gone down that rabbit hole believes it now and I'm not going to be sucked in. There we go. Ne- next week's episode. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. <laughs> but yeah, like I just feel like people talk about this like it's really hysterical and it's very sexist as well. There's definitely a lot of conversation about like all these hysterical women being worried about Britney Spears. There is like, it is a thing. But upon reading like further into it myself, I'm like, this isn't like unreasonable it's pretty legitimate uh but i do think that some of it is problematic and conspiratorial because when you move into like the instagram stuff which i imagine is what most people know about if they don't actually read about free britney like people will comment on britney's photos being like oh my god if you're trapped wear a black blazer or something like that and then she'll wear a black blazer in the next picture and everyone's like wow proof that britney is trapped but it's like there are you know 50,000 comments on her Instagram page and at least 10,000 of those comments are like, Brittany, if you're trapped, wear XYZ. Like surely one of them is bound to be right. I don't know. That stuff to me doesn't constitute genuine evidence that Brittany is trapped, especially because we're also aware that Brittany doesn't really have a lot of control over her social media and that there is actually a social media team behind it. Uh, We know that her guardian has to like approve anything that she puts up on social media. So... It doesn't really seem like she would be sending messages like this, especially because if you guys have been through her social media, you'll see that she actually doesn't really seem very well. She puts up strange videos of herself being pretty dazed and like dancing to random things. And she puts up weird quotes that are just like super, I don't know, just very airy fairy. It's very strange. She definitely like comes off as unwell. Um, And I don't think she's like capable of like actually having all these like secret <laughs> communication like forms. I don't know. It just seems a bit silly to me. Uh, and I think there's a good chance that it's just, it's just chance that she ends up wearing the right color because from fucking 10,000 of you, one of you has to be right. There's actually a Vanity Fair article that compares the free Britney fans to like QAnon uh, conspiracy theorists. And I thought it made some genuinely good points, despite the fact that I'm pretty pro free Britney. Because uh, it definitely is something to be said about the ways that like conspiracy theorists from either side of the political spectrum handle evidence. Uh, there's a quote that I'm going to read to you from it that I find really interesting. It says, The irony of conspiratorial thinking is that any explanation to disprove it only becomes further proof that the theory is true. That is why conspiracies can be so hard to dislodge. Take QAnon, the far-right group, that believes a government official with Q-level security clearance, codenamed Q, is feeding information via Q-drops on various message boards to prove liberal Democrats are secretly running a child sex trafficking ring and Donald Trump is the messiah come to put an end to it all. Drain the swamp, etc. To believers, Hillary Clinton's dismissal of the theory that she is running a sex trafficking ring is only proof of her guilt. Q's anonymity, far from being suspicious, is evidence he really is who he says he is. Free Britney is sort of like QAnon, but for young, celebrity-obsessed liberals. 
There is the same deep distrust of the media, a preoccupation with helpless victims, and the righteous belief that the movement is the only thing standing in the way of total disaster. At the centre is a hallowed figure whose digital missives warrant intense analysis. QAnon allows followers to become active participants in the evolving conspiracy theory narratives. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like part of the appeal for Free Britney is that the followers can likewise imagine themselves as fans doing their part to rescue Spears as if she's a modern-day Rap- Rapunzel trapped in a tower by evil forces and desperate for a champion. I think that's really good analysis, and I think it's true for, like, definitely that element of the Free Britney movement because a lot of it is people just, like, trying to find, like, secretly coded messages in, like, her post and, like, look at the way her hair flows. It looks like it says, you know, a word, like, help. Uh, she walked. Uh, there's a video where she walked up and down nine times in a video and people are like, this is this is Morse code for SOS, obviously. You know, it's just maybe that's, that's a bit of a rage. But I don't think the thing as a whole is a conspiracy theory because it's obvious that she's unhappy and it's, like, factually proven just through, like, quotes in the media by her actual lawyer that she's unhappy. So it is, uh, it's a bit weird. Um, something worth mentioning, though, about this whole Britney Spears conspiracy theory thing is that there's also ideas that potentially James Spears, by referring to Free Britney fans as conspiracy theorists, was trying to, like, gaslight the fans. You know, it's like a conspiracy theory of a conspiracy theory where basically Britney's social media team actively makes things look like crazy and like ridiculous and this is obviously just made up drama by like hysterical fans to further perpetuate the idea of free britney being just a conspiracy in order to undermine like any legitimate criticism of the conservatorship which is probably like worth thinking about um i saw this tiktok and again take this with a grain of salt tiktok is not where we get our facts however i saw this tiktok uh, of this girl claiming that she used to be an intern for britney spears social media team and that like Britney has pretty much no say over what goes on her social media. Like, it is just a social media team picking stuff and not to, like, uh, obsess over what she's wearing or whatever because Britney has absolutely no fucking clue about any of this and she doesn't even see anyone's comments. Uh, which, honestly, is probably true. I mean, we do know for a fact that Britney doesn't have full control over social media and that it is monitored. So, like, that's not worth delving into for me. The thing that's really useful about conspiracy theories is the fact that they're able to take a really complex world and make it make sense to us. Uh, they're able to narrativize all these competing interests and make it, you know, these people are good, these people are bad, and there are, you know, secret coded messages. Because that honestly makes more sense and is more comforting than just thinking that this is a fucked up world where people take advantage of other people, especially rich people, and especially uh, rich men subjugating women. The thing is, is that we don't need conspiratorial thinking to really comprehend this situation. Like, when you take a step back, I feel like it all makes a lot of sense and is somewhat predictable. Yeah, like, it's probably not conspiratorial to imagine that somebody is trying to steal Britney's wealth. She's pretty fucking rich (laughs) and she's, like, famous and she's, like, in an active court proceeding to try and undo all the stuff that's happened to her. So, like, this shit's real. It's pretty real. Uh, There's actually a documentary coming out. I think next week. Oh, no, 5th of February. So just in a couple of days uh, by the New York Times, who has done an investigation of the Free Britney movement. And it's called Framing Britney Spears. And it, like, interviews, like, her previous lawyer and, like, people close to her who want to, like, quote, unquote, free her. And I'm really fucking keen to watch this documentary because, like, this is pretty high profile. This is not fringe stuff anymore. Maybe it once was, but, like, everybody is talking about Britney. She actually has a court case coming up. 
uh, in like mid-February as well to review the proceedings because at the moment she's still under the conservatorship of her father and uh, the whole court case was delayed because of coronavirus. So she's currently not made much progress at the moment. And her court case is really soon. Like this month, February, is going to be a big one for the Free Britney movement. What I, I guess if I wanted to get into the politics of the Free Britney movement, which is, I mean, what we do here, uh, it actually opens up a discussion on the way we view like women's mental health and like their autonomy and ableism in general as well, particularly gendered ableism in reference to women. Because uh, I want to compare Britney's situation to like other situations. Let's talk about Kanye West. Kanye West has had a pretty public display of mental illness. Uh, we, we know he has a history. We know like he's got bipolar disorder. We know that he was off his medication and then was saying some pretty concerning stuff on Twitter. Uh, we know that like he was saying some stuff about being forced into a mental institution and then like Kim eventually said later that yes, they were trying to like get him a mental health assessment or whatever and he was resisting, paranoia, etc. It's pretty public. And now at the moment, there's like pretty strong rumors that Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce because of his mental illness, right? Uh, He is somebody who has like publicly for quite some time now been dealing with mental illness and potential like distortions of reality, okay? But Kanye West is not deemed unwell enough to not make decisions for himself. Like Kanye West runs an empire. This is a very famous influential man and he has not lost his like wealth, he's not lost his connection to his fortune, he's not lost the right to see his children or anything like that like Britney Spears was. And I do think it's actually really interesting because there are gendered politics at play here, just purely on the basis of gender. I know that there are other intersections like Kanye being a black man and Britney being a white rich woman that would imply that Britney is the more, I guess, quote unquote, privileged or upper class from the two. But if we're talking about gender and mental health, There are definitely some double standards happening right now. And we see it a lot with like a lot of celebrities. Because if I think back to like public meltdown by a star, right? I think of Britney Spears. I think of Lindsay Lohan. I think of Amanda Bynes. I think of Courtney Love. I think of Winona Ryder. You know, there's actually so many stories about that. And I just like cannot think of male equivalents that experienced the gaslighting and like situation that Britney did where she is like deemed like insane the way that Amanda Bynes was deemed crazy like all these words that come into play same with like Kesha Mitch do you know of any men that have had this experience in the media that these women do I can't recall I can't recall if I did like a long google I could probably find something but I think it says a lot that on the spot I can list you like 10 names of women that have been through this and it just is ongoing I mean Miley Cyrus is another name that comes to mind um just in like the celebrity sphere and I can't think of anybody and the only like celebrity that I know currently that is really facing like mental health challenges that is a man is Kanye West and I feel like a lot of people have come to him with like empathy and kindness because he's like somebody that we respect in some ways um even with all the like problematic things that he's done afterwards it's like no 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 but like we you know, he doesn't, obviously he still deserves autonomy and the right to make his own decisions and the right to his finances. And nobody fucking like contests that. Why would you? But when it becomes a woman, I do feel like there is some double standards in the way we view women's mental health. Uh, especially because Brittany lost her kids during like the uh, conservatorship. She lost custody to her children for a while and then she ended up getting it back. But something that I feel like no one is talking about is like the fact that she lost the right to have kids. It's something that I actually don't see talked about very often in the Free Britney movement. A lot of it is about, like, Free Britney, let her, like, 
be able to drive to Starbucks. Let her, like, be able to afford a coffee. Let her, like, be able to do blah, 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 blah. Because Britney, despite being in a conservatorship for 13 years and not being allowed to do any of those things, has been allowed to work. Britney has been deemed well enough by her father to rake in $50 million a year at times, uh, but not to buy her own Starbucks coffee. It's very, like... It's very fucking capitalistic, to be honest, because how could Britney Spears be well enough to partake in a huge career-focused project but not be well enough to, like, either be released from her conservatorship or have children? Because let's talk about the fact that in the last, like, 12 or 13 years, she's released four albums, completed three world tours, completed a four-year Vegas residency, appeared as a full-time judge in The X Factor, released multiple perfume and lingerie lines, uh, but, like, she doesn't have basic human autonomy. I mean... It is definitely, I think, a gendered way of treating women as, like, fucking cattle, to be honest. And that's hard work as well. Like, that would be absolutely draining for anyone to do so much shit like that. Yeah, but she's, like, not allowed to drive a car. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, going back to talking about having kids, this is actually fucked. To me, personally, I'm thinking, like, Britney Spears as a cisgendered woman, right, does not have the right of her own bodily autonomy because she does not have the right to be pregnant. I was doing some Googling into this and people under conservatorships don't have the right to be pregnant without their legal guardian's permission. And I'm like, how is that even like monitored? Let's talk about bodily autonomy and like women's rights or like cis women's rights. Let's talk about abortion for an example. You know, we're as like feminists, very pro the right of anybody to have an abortion. And a lot of anti-abortion laws are made by men that want to subjugate women. And it's very sexist. It's all about controlling women's bodies, controlling women's sex lives. But like, the right to be pregnant is on the flip side of the right to have abortion because they're both about the right to have like sex and the right to have children and reproduce. They're both on, they're both in the same situation, um, I think. And I think they're both really important conversations and relevant to feminists. And I'm surprised at the lack of feminist commentary and the fact that Britney Spears doesn't have that bodily autonomy. Obviously, it's not specific to her because there are many, there are like thousands of people that are in legal conservatorships. But I'm just like, this is a conversation that's pretty new to me. And I'm like, why... Am I not seeing enough conversations about the fact that, like, the state or a legal guardian can be allowed to choose whether somebody can get pregnant or not? Because who decides the circumstances of that? Who decides? Like, how can, how can Britney Spears' father decide whether Britney can have another child or not? We know so far that Britney Spears is a good mother to her children, from what we know. She stepped in and saved her kids when they were being abused by their grandfather and got him got them, like, the restraining order. She was commended for good parental judgment in that moment. And there's, like, so many articles on all the cute parties she throws for her kids and how involved. She's pretty much a full-time mom at the moment because she refused to uh, work anymore since her conservatorship was not being changed as part of protest to get her father off her conservatorship. Uh, so she's being a full-time mom right now and seems like she's nailing it. And I'm just like, who is deciding that she is not allowed to have a child with her current partner? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we need to talk about the sort of the ableism in all of this. Like, let's not pretend that disability is some sort of essential or innate characteristic. Like we, it's, it's a socially constructed thing. Like we decide who is abled and who is disabled. And it gets really messy when we decide that certain people aren't able to utilize their bodily autonomy. They, these people can't have kids and there's wide reaching impacts. And it's something that, you know, in sort of disability discourse is debated a lot. But this seems like a clear example of clear subjugation against uh, this woman. Yes, because Britney Spears is like considered disabled. 
Okay, apparently, she has early onset dementia, which is contested by conspiratorial fans for a number of reasons. I actually did a little bit of Google for that. And early onset dementia usually refers to people who get dementia in their 40s uh, to 50s. Anybody who gets dementia before 65 is considered early onset dementia. It is very fucking rare to get dementia in your 20s. It happens, but like rarely. So there is contention of if she even had early onset dementia or if it was just used as an excuse uh, to something at her that's a whole nother conversation but assuming she is mentally unwell and that's why she's in the conservatorship like it is ableist to deny her bodily autonomy and it is ableist to assume that she can't be a functional human being because she has a disability um especially because like she's deemed well enough to work and this is what gets me this is what fucking gets me because you know what you can have conversations about some people who wouldn't be safe parents we can have conversations about people who are deemed violent or have extreme mental uh, illnesses in the sense that they can be neglectful or disappear and then a child who is reliant on them would not survive. Like we can have conversations about that and parenting rights. But Britney Spears is not in that situation. As far as we know, she's doing like okay at raising her current kids and she's she's been fucking working for 13 years. She's been well enough to work but not well enough to like and well enough to raise current children but not well enough to have another one. Um... I think there's really legitimate politics at work here on who decides who can and can't have a child, especially because forced sterilization of people with disabilities or people with quote unquote undesirable traits, like, you know, being of a particular culture or race, it's a thing that happens. You know, I don't think people have the right to decide whether or not other people can have kids because how the fuck do you decide that? Uh, unless it's like a really extreme situation. Especially because, like, and this is me just musing right now, how do you even enforce that? How do you enforce not being allowed to be pregnant? Are you forcing somebody onto like birth control? How does that work? Because that's obviously illegal. I'm pretty sure it would be illegal to force somebody onto birth control. I know that under Britney Spears conservatorship, she can't be forced to take medication. That was part of the legal court proceedings where she was accusing her father a couple a few years ago um, of like forcing her to take drugs and medication. And that's kind of when the whole Britney, free Britney thing started. So I'm just like, if she's not allowed to be pregnant... Um, how do you enforce somebody not being allowed to be pregnant? Because she's probably having sex with her partner, I imagine. Um, so is she like forced birth control or is there like some kind of, would there be a forced abortion? Like, I don't understand the actual like technicalities and maybe I would have to find some legal documents to understand it. But if that is the case, I'm assuming if it's a, a rule, then it's enforceable. That seems fucked up to me. That doesn't seem like it should be legal in any capacity. Um, And I think it opens up a much bigger conversation on like general ableism and how like able people kind of decide what is best and not best for disabled people and deny them a voice and deny them independence and deny them autonomy. Um, And in a world that like continually abuses disabled people, the Britney Spears situation is actually really, really topical and more topical than people give it credit for. Because I think that a lot of people try and dismiss the free Britney thing as like just silly kind of internet stuff. But like, this is opening up legitimate questions for me, at least, reading about it, about, like, like laws around, like, autonomy and autonomy for disabled people, autonomy for people that have mental illnesses of whatever various forms, and then particularly the intersection of disabled women or disabled people who have the capacity to be pregnant. Who is making these fucking rules? So I think the Britney Spears movement should really bring to light, like, conversations around the autonomy of people's bodies and particularly the way we like to control things like pregnancy and abortion and women, because it is topical. I guess the takeaway from this discussion 
is that like we really need to question first of all what is and isn't conspiratorial and what makes something a conspiracy theory um but also just like things like the free britney movement which might seem silly or just like an internet thing can actually really bring real world issues to light this is like a situation where like there's politics in everything there's politics in literally everything like the free britney movement has politics about autonomy and being disabled and being a woman um and who chooses these things and I just want us to be a bit more critical about this whole thing because I'm like, while I'm well down the Free Britney rabbit hole, I'm also interested in it because of the things that it exposes about our society and the things that I'm learning about our society. Uh, so I guess I want people to like think about it more. Maybe do your own research on the Britney thing and let's talk about like bodily autonomy mostly out of the situation and like female bodily autonomy in particular. Free Britney. Free Britney. Cool. Thank you for listening. Uh, now's a good time to say that this episode is sponsored by you, our listeners. So specifically, we'd like to thank Everett, Beck, Naya, Rachel, Lucia, Sarah, Liz, Belle, and Katie. So thank you so much. If you thought our discussion today was interesting, thought-provoking, or something you learned from, please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash If signing up isn't your thing, you can also donate to our PayPal link at paypal.me forward slash to support future episodes. Both the PayPal and Patreon links are in my Instagram bio, so check them out over there at Saliha Official and give me a follow if you liked today's episode. And follow my Instagram at Mitch's.miscellanea for discussions around film, books, and music. Also, if you have any comments or suggestions or want to add to the discussion, you can DM me or email us at here's a thing though podcast at gmail.com and please include your name, pronouns, and any other important info. And of course, remember to follow and subscribe. It really helps the podcast get out there. Thank you. Bye. Bye.